This is the Arizona Podcast. Stories about the people, places, and events found along the highways and back roads of the Grand Canyon State. And welcome to the Arizona Podcast. In this edition, we talk with author and podcaster Jim Hinckley, a man that, if not already labeled, should be considered one of the ultimate authorities on the mother road, Old Route 66. We'll learn more about Jim Hinckley's America, his writings, audio, and video adventures, and we'll even take a peek at what's coming up in the future. This edition of the Arizona Podcast being brought to you in part by ESET, the best and award-winning comprehensive multi-platform security for all aspects of your digital life. Whatever you do online, stay protected with ESET Internet Security. The Marriott Bonvoy Card by Chase, where you earn points and elite night credits, plus a free night stay every anniversary with the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless Card. And by Passport America, the original and world's largest 50% discount camping club where you can save at over 1,200 quality campgrounds across America, including near 100 locations right here in Arizona. To learn more and to receive specials, visit ArizonaPodcast.com and follow the links to start saving today. That's ArizonaPodcast.com. You know, we'd love to hear from you at Arizona Podcast. You can give us some show ideas and feedback, and you can always make contact on Instagram and Facebook at forward slash Arizona Podcast. Oh, and don't forget to follow my personal social media. You'll find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forward slash Cowboy Lost in AZ. It's all about Jim Hinckley's America on this edition of the Arizona Podcast. Arizona drivers, there is a new app from the Arizona Department of Transportation. ADOT Alerts is a must-have app that keeps drivers informed about major events that impact travel, like severe weather, crash-related closures, or heavy congestion on holiday weekends. Using geofencing technology, this app sends real-time alerts to mobile devices located in an impacted area, helping drivers change travel plans and avoid lengthy delays. Download ADOT Alerts for free and know before you go on Arizona's highways. So if you haven't picked up on it by now in these past podcasts, I can't wait for the Route 66 Centennial in 2026. Now, Mary and I are just in the beginning stages of securing locations along the Mother Road here in Arizona for live podcasts, as well as doing some interviews and recording shows that we can broadcast later. Now, so far, the cities of Winslow, Williams, and Kingman have graciously agreed to host us for these podcasts, and we seriously can't wait for this to happen. If you Googled my guest, Jim Hinckley, it would probably tell you everything you'd need to know. Now, Jim Hinckley is an internationally acclaimed author, lecturer, historian, tour guide, and tour development consultant with three primary areas of expertise. There's Route 66, the American Southwest, and the American automobile industry. Now, trust me, the list of other titles and areas of expertise can go on and on. And I do have to tell you, as a big Route 66 buff, talking to Jim today is kind of equivalent to, you know, little Charlie Bucket walking into Bill's candy shop in search of that golden ticket. So with that said, Jim Hinckley, welcome to the Arizona Podcast. Good morning, sir. You know, with an introduction like that, I might need a bigger hat. How are you, sir? You know, I'm doing fine. And, and I think I talked to you just briefly prior to the to recording this podcast. One of my goals is to, one, share a, I don't smoke, but share a cigar with John Hamm. And the other one is to sit down over a cup of coffee with you somewhere in one of those beautiful canyons you sit in that we see on Instagram every day. That'd be great. I would enjoy that conversation. Uh, me too, sir. So let's talk about you. You, to me, would be one of the top experts of Old Ridge 66. Now, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, but in yes. 1969, Father moved. He was part of GM and got transferred to Los Angeles. So rather than just move us out to the West Coast, we piled up a 1964 Buick Riviera and a Bel Air station wagon 
And we move the family, the tribe, from Cleveland, Ohio, joined Route 66 at the bottom of uh, Illinois, and made our way all the way to Los Angeles. It was a nine or ten day trip. I have to tell you, Jim, I remember every stop along the way. But one of the biggest parts of Route 66 that I remember the most was Tucumcari, New Mexico, west to California, and of course, Arizona. I remember going by Chief Yellow Horse. I remember going by the Painted Desert and Petrified Forest. I remember going by Winslow. I remember going to the Meteor Crater and the Grand Canyon. There is so much to see just in the state of Arizona. That's why Mary and I are so focused in sharing this with the people listening to Arizona Podcast. You probably have a long list of secrets, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Let's pick your brain not only of the history of Route 66, but let's stay focused on Arizona later in the broadcast and find some great places and little gems that we can share with our listeners. So, share with us the history of Route 66. Well, you know, Route 66 is not America's, uh, it's not its most scenic highway, it's not its most historic but from its very inception, it's always had the best press and publicity. And as a result, it long ago transcended its original purpose. It's morphed into uh, a living time capsule, a museum, if you will, with an overlay of Disneyland. It has an international fan club. It has a vibrancy and a passion in the Route 66 community that, that defies logic or understanding. Perhaps the most amazing thing of all is, with all this popularity, internationally route 66 officially doesn't exist yes and i find that kind of astounding i was going to say several years ago i was privileged to speak at the second european route 66 festival in zlin the czech republic wow and there were over twenty thousand people from 10 countries celebrating route 66 america american cars american music there's a reason they don't give zlin away on game shows you can't get there from anywhere right and yet there was people from as far away as brazil celebrating this highway i find it kind of interesting uh we do the social media circuit of course we have facebook and instagram and twitter but on our instagram account we're, we're still trying to build that base up if somebody were to come by our instagram and look at the people that are following arizona podcast i'm going to tell you at least 10 percent of those following are from foreign countries. Yes. It's kind of a cult thing, which I think is awesome. I welcome them with open arms, and if there's something they can learn and share about Route 66, but it is, it, it's it's a culture. Yeah, it, like I say, it, it, you know, I have to pinch myself a lot because, like you, I, I you know, Route 66 is important. My trip west was a little bit different than yours. My dad got out of the service in Michigan. He was uh, Navy World War II and then Coast Guard in the later years on the Great Lakes. And uh, I can't make this up. I'm not imaginative enough. Uh, when he got out of the service in the summer of 66, he literally threw a dart at a map. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, Yucca, Arizona was the closest. And he bought some property on a, on a boondoggle, land boondoggle. Uh, it turned out to be along the old alignment of Route 66 below the Black Mountains. And uh, like the Grapes of Wrath, we packed up everything in an old Chevy, rusted out Chevy Viking and uh, headed west. Isn't that amazing? So, I'll tell you, that summer of the 60s, uh, to me, I'd, I'd, when you say that a lot, it does, it's not scenic. It's, it's just a, an old road. I, well, I was nine years old, and I can still vividly remember going all across the flatlands and, and seeing things that I probably would have never, and, and I haven't seen since. It's a scenic highway. What I meant was it's not our most scenic. Right. You know, you take US 6 through the Colorado Rockies or uh, uh, US 2 up around the Great Lakes. There's highways that are just as scenic, if not more so. Right. But this highway has come to symbolize America. I had a uh, fellow in the Czech Republic tell me that uh, growing up in a communist country, watching bootleg copies of Easy Rider and TV mm. show, bootleg uh, recordings of the Route 66 program, and Harley Davidson, the open road, but especially Route 66, came to symbolize freedom. And he said for his generation, Route 66 came to symbolize freedom like the Statue of Liberty did for a previous generation. Wow. What, a, what an observation. Yeah. Pretty profound. It is definitely Americana. And, and in California, I, I, I brought it up a few times, California is just an epic fail in keeping Route 66 alive. I can't tell you, it's been over a decade now that you cannot connect between 
old cities. It, the roads and the bridges got ro- washed out, and they haven't repaired them. And yet I noticed here in Arizona, I, I need to get back what, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, uh, Mary and I have made it now on our trek east as far as Winslow. And then we'll pick up in Winslow and make it into New Mexico. But so far, Arizona keeping Route 66 alive and in good order seems to be up in the top 10 of things to do, especially with the centennial coming up. And then we we still hold the record of the longest availability of road to travel in Route 66. We Your hometown, I had no idea you were right across the Black Mountain from me, that you were you reside in the city of Kingman. So it made perfect sense to find out what an icon you are there. You, you're actually doing their, what is it called, their audio tour. Well, it's a little simpler. It's uh, Actually, it's a QR code. And uh, you can, it, it was designed so it can be a virtual tour. You can pull it up at kingman.tours, and it's a virtual tour. So that way, if you're in jail in Joliet, you can still take a tour of Kingman. <laughs> and if you're here in person, you can take a tour of Kingman. And uh, it starts down at the railroad depot. We've got uh, 30, 38 points of interest as the first phase, and uh, I'm hoping to see 100-plus by the time we get done with this. But they're using you as a narrator. You would be the... Yes. And, yes, and yes. I think that's just awesome. I can't wait to go. Mary and I uh, have so many plans, and I just did an interview that the excitement building up in Kingman for the Centennial and what they plan on doing uh, is amazing. So I imagine you've already filled your calendar for 2026, yes? No, I tell you, you know, I used to I used to make all these great plans, and then came along the apocalypse, aka COVID. COVID. When yeah. uh, when when long term planning became, what are we doing today for lunch? Everything changes so fast anymore. But no, I'm going to be on the road in October, uh, fall my annual fall tour, first time since 2019. Right. But uh, yeah, I work with a lot of groups and organizations. I beat my gums wherever they. They asked me to. I love your, I do have to say, I love your caption where you've been telling people where to go for 20 years. Well, officially, (laughs) yeah. I started doing this professionally in 1990. Since we were used to eating on a regular basis, I had a job that supported my writing habit. I've been telling people where to go a lot longer than that, but it just dawned on me that people said I had a gift for doing that. And I can share these stories for hours, even if I'm the only one in the room and still enjoy myself. So, you know, it just seemed like a logical progression. I, I don't have the information in front of me, so I'll just ask, how many books have you written? Uh, I've written 22 books. Uh, I had two come out this year. I used the COVID lockdown and wrote two more books. One was published in January. Uh, here we are on Route 66. And then one came out uh, end of August, the back roads of Route 66, side trips and detours off Route 66 that will enhance your trip. That's our. That's what we do. We like the back roads. We've been coming to Arizona, just so you know, we've been coming to Arizona for decades. And for us to retire out here made perfect sense. And then what we try to do is just embrace not only the state, but the people of Arizona, but more importantly, the monuments and and the landscapes and those back road little hidden gems that a lot of people don't know about. Somebody just shared with me, a good friend of mine, Chris, in Florida, shared with me about an underground spring along Sidewinder Pass. Never even knew about it. You have to get to a mile marker. you got to find a staircase. Mary and I oh, can't okay, wait. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm... Schaefer's, Schaefer's Fishbowl Springs. There it is. About, uh, on, on the east side of uh, Sittendries Pass. It's a small seep in the rock there that was dammed up sometime in the 30s for people with pulling that grade when their radiator was overheating. They'd have a source of water. Right. But it's amazing. I, I was not aware of it. And to have somebody contact me from Florida and say, have you stopped here? No, I wasn't aware of that. Those are those little gems that I hope that we can share with people so they understand there is more to see than just Route 66. The off-road things you need to see well, if you have the time. Well, that's why in this book, like I included Wallapai Mountain Park, little, you know, side trips. Uh, to, that's 12 miles off Route 66 out of Kingman here. And that gets you in sure the pine country, there. correct? Yeah, it's a pine-covered oasis, just 12 miles from Kingman. It's a beautiful park with a lodge and miles of hiking trails. Uh, people ask me, I got two things there. People ask me how long it takes to do Route 66 and see everything. 
My answer is, I don't know. I've only been doing it since 1959. Still working and, on it. Uh, and as far as finding things, I'm amazed that people, uh, the Johnson Canyon Railroad Tunnel by over by Ash Fork, that was a fella from Australia that told me about that. Huh. Uh, it's, a, it's an 1882 railroad tunnel. It's right. You have to. It's right off Route 66, the oldest alignment there. There's just things all the time that you discover and learn. My wife and I used to travel to Maui a lot, and it was you would talk to one of the locals instead of doing all the touristy things. We'd always say, "Hey, we're kind of interested in this." And what I found uh, somewhere along Hana Highway, somebody came up and said, "Oh, stop at mile marker halfway between mile marker 17 and 18." You want to pull over, there's enough room for one car. Walk off under this trail, and you're going to find uh, a giant waterfall that nobody ever sees and two sets of little ponds and rivers that are fed by that uh, by the waterfall. And there's an old rope that you can swing across and jump into the water. And it was true. It was there. We stopped. We looked. We were the only person there. And it was a wonderful day to do that. That's what I love about Arizona. Those are those hidden gems. You know, here's one for you. Since you like a little bit of the off-road ventures, and this is a a great part of history, I puzzle over the state of Arizona. I'm glad that they spent the money to restore this landmark. I'm surprised they restored it because they can't keep up on highways. If you've driven I-40, you see how bad that is. Right. But between Holbrook and Winslow, you can ask for directions there. There's Mc, uh, Hood Park, McHood Lake. McHood Park, Park yes. It, and if you go down a little further, there's a territorial road, McLaws Road, territorial road. That was the National Old Trails Road, which was predecessor to Route 66, uh, 1913 to 1926. This particular road was used through, I think, 24. But back in there, there's a place called Chevalon Canyon. It's an absolute stunning, beautiful canyon with water, stream, but the bridge, there's a, a steel truss bridge built over this canyon, and it was the first highway bridge authorized by the state of Arizona. They authorized it in October 1912, and they built it in 1913. And uh, the state recently jacked the bridge up and totally rebuilt this structure, and it is an absolute beautiful I don't think a one-eyed blind man can take a photograph, bad photograph out there. And it runs between Holbrook and Winslow. So my question would be is that they authorized to rebuild the bridge. Why? What's the, what well, is it? Is it, you know, is it railway? Is it, is it car foot no, traffic? What are they doing? It's a, it's a car bridge. It's a county. It's a graded county road. But uh, it is remote. And, and, and when you consider how bad like I-40 is and the state can't seem to find the funds to, to fix the main roads, I don't know why they spent the money. I'm glad they did, but it is a, it's a real landmark, a real treasure. That would have been the road that, like, Edsel Ford, when he came out west in 1915 with his college buddies, right. that would have been the, the bridge that he crossed. Oh. I can't wait to go see it. I'm going to pick your brain. And when we when we jump back on our journey, uh, Mayor Cano of Winslow, I told her that uh, uh, what we'll do is we'll fly out the 40 and then get back on the old road. This is my plan is to attack every piece of road available between here and Chicago. I've already done the California from the pier here. Now I want to continue my way there. So Interstate 40 will be my flying spot unless we do the, you know, four or five day trip. So I I will definitely pick your brain on that one as well. Do you have that listed in one of your books as one of those side road stops? I do. Yeah, and in fact the new book I've got out and a couple others I've written about the building of the bridge are you familiar with the route 66 navigation app uh you know what i just found that one and two others that are great well, resources for people the route 66 navigation app to me is the best not just because they hired me to develop the point of interest file there's another reason i highly recommend route 66 navigation the fella is a passionate route 66 enthusiast Okay. A percentage of his proceeds all go towards restoration projects. And before COVID, in fact, he'll be back in October. But he spends probably two months a year meeting with people, talking with people, making sure the app works, upgrading the app. This shows the international nature, by the way, of, of Route 66. The developer of that app is Marion Pavel. He has a company called Touch Media. And he lives and his company is out of Bratislava, Slovakia. Wow. International, talking about us local. Yes. I was really privileged uh, to work with him on that project. I went down to Bratislava and met with him on that. And uh, 
when he was starting it. I was very honored to be a part of that. How can people get the app? Let's don't be shy. It's a, it's real simple. Route 66 navigation.com. And the app is uh, the point of interest file that has um, museum hours, restaurant hours, uh, all that kind of information. That's all free. It's only when you download it that he has a charge, small charge when you download it and use it as a navigational tool. Oh, understood. The rest of it's all free. And if you're an event organizer, you contact him. He'll put the event right into your app. He's a very easy, approachable fellow, and he's very passionate about helping the Route 66 community. So I take it this is also available for, what is it, Google and iOS and Apple? And yeah. So it's and, it's available for everybody. Yeah, and it's an offline situation. You can you, And you can customize your own tour. You can use it to set up. And he just uh, inked a deal with uh, Apple CarPlay. Oh, good. So, uh yeah, so that'll be, be another aspect. There's so many little side trips. And as far as following Route 66, you know, I, I, when people ask me about following Route 66, my question is, which one? You, you mentioned the Black Mountains here in Oakman, Sit Grease Pass. Well, that's the National Old Trails Road and Route 66 before 1952. After 52, it went through Yucca, Arizona, where I-40 is at. Right. And... In New Mexico, before 1937, the road made a big loop from Santa Rosa, New Mexico, up through Santa Fe and down to Albuquerque. And then after 37, it basically followed the route of I-40 on a straight line from Santa Rosa to uh, Albuquerque. So when they ask, I always ask them, which Route 66? Right. Again, probably like me, there's a lot of people out there that are going, I'm not aware of that. Um, how do I find that? And then you're saying that on this um, this app, the point of interest, they'll be able to find different different routes that they can take, correct? Yeah, he's got all the different alignments, even the dead-end truncated alignments. He's got them all pretty much chronicled and documented. It uh, makes it a lot easier. There's a group of people out there that could that they drive by something probably, let's say, a dozen times. One of the things that always got me was Ludlow in California. The Ludlow Cafe that's been there, I don't know, since the 40s, if not the 50s, people drive by it at 80 miles an hour and have no idea the amount of history is just at that roadside stop off the 40. You know, there's Topak 66. If you were to take, you know, uh, Interstate 40 and then jump on the beginning of Route 66 there, just stop off at um, any of these places and you're going to find so much history. Old railroad trestles, you're going to find... Uh, like you said, old water stops for people that, you know, had to carry bags of water to keep the radiator cool. Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, Ludlow, next time you're in Ludlow, uh, at the Ludlow Cafe, uh, take that sort of road, the street that runs alongside the cafe and drive south to the railroad tracks, about three blocks. Okay. You'll be amazed. There are blocks and blocks. In fact, it's called Main Street back there. You'll find blocks and blocks of uh, foundations and staircases and sidewalks. Ludlow, uh, back at the uh, in the teens and earlier, was a major railroad junction. You had the Tonopah Tidewater Railroad. You had uh, uh, the Santa Fe Railroad. You had the Arrowhead Highway, the National Old Trails Road, plus Mining Supply Center. It was an absolute thriving boom county. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've heard stories, but I didn't know it was accessible. Yeah, it's real easy to get to and accessible. Here in Arizona, like you mentioned some of these sites, well, Sitgreaves Pass, that uh, beautiful scenic section there. And again, I tell people, don't worry, Stevie Wonder can't take a bad photo out there. Right. But uh, that whole area, the history, for example, Ed's Camp, that abandoned roadside place there on the east slope, uh, Ed's Camp. If you look at the sign by the trailer park uh, and towards the back of the property, you'll notice an L and M on the gateway. And that stands for Little Meadows. Hmm. Before, Ed's, before Ed's camp, that was known as Little Meadows. And it was part of a Native American trade route that connected the tribes here, the Zuni tribe, the, the Hopi, with the coast of California. And Father Garces camped at that springs during his expedition in 1776. Ed Edgerton started that Ed's camp about 1919. The, the, just the history is palpable. Louis Chevrolet stopped there for water ah. during the 1914 Desert Classic Auto Race. And the sense of history is just palpable. Let's not discount the the big tourism draws to Arizona. I mean, we have... 
the Grand Canyon, the Painted Desert, Petrified Forest. Um, I, I don't remember this back in the 60s. I had no idea that the Meteor Crater was not a national monument slash uh, national park slash state park. It's privately owned. And right. it, it, things that I was fully not aware of, I, who would have thought that the Meteor Crater is privately owned? But all of these attractions, even the Grand Canyon, which is a slight detour off Route 66, but Walnut Canyon, the Painted Desert, Fred Harvey, working with the railroad, really started that tourism boom to the southwest at uh, roughly the turn of the 20th century. But that was the draw with like Edsel Ford, Emily Post. That was the draw for the National Trails Road which became Route 66. And that was a big marketing campaign for the U.S. Highway 66 Association, that this was the scenic route to Los Angeles, uh, the Grand Canyon, the Painted Desert. They pushed this, right. uh, you know, really hard. And that's, that's why when Edsel Ford went out to California, he was going to the Panama Pacific Exposition in, in uh, San Francisco. But he turned south and came, came through here, made a loop because of the scenery. Oh, it is beautiful for people that think of the desert southwest of, you know, nothing but, you know, sand and cactus. There is a beauty here. My Mary brought it up. Mary had to go through kind of a transition. And that was moving from San Diego and her ocean and her family and her grandkids. And then we come out here. There was something she had with a conversation with a few folks that had been here already for maybe 10 years or so. And she said, it's so beautiful here and i don't think people actually see the beauty until you come out what how many hundreds of thousands of people come out every year to you know jump on the colorado river and play tourist you need to add a couple more days i tried to tell somebody the other day i was talking to the mayor of um, just recently talking to the mayor of williams and he said you're not going to see everything williams has to offer in a day it, it's impossible there's just so much to see in every little community along route 66 you need to you could probably spend two weeks like you just said you've been you've been traveling route 66 since 19 what was it you said 1959 yes <laughs> and you still haven't seen everything i'm no. just talking about the state of arizona i mean right. gee, there is so much to see here and i think that was the the concept for what mary and i are doing with the Arizona podcast is introducing ourselves to not only the community, but sharing with the community what we have found. And then we get to talk to people like you that know so much more than we'll ever know. I, I wanted to go back to something we spoke of earlier, where, where the amount of books that you've written, where do people find your books? Do they find it in local tourist stops or can they order these online or preview somewhere? Well, can they well, get it on uh, Amazon? What's going on? Yeah. Most uh, all my books are available on Amazon. Uh, most major bookstores here in Kingman, they're sold at the Mojave Museum of History and Art. You can, I, I don't generally sell books too much. I'm on the road a lot and it's hard for me to keep up with shipping, but uh, you can get a hold of me through Jim Hinckley's America.com and uh, I can do that. The Wagon Wheel Motel in Cuba, Missouri uh, has a big bookstore. And they sell all of my books, the National Route 66 Museum. And I, I recommend people, if they can, try not to do Amazon. No offense to them, but support the little businesses. It's Absolutely. Always That's one of our mottos is if you go through a town, I don't care if it's, you know, Winslow or Williams or anywhere along Route 66, stop by, take a look at what they have to offer and buy a trinket or something. This is what's going to keep this going and keeping Route 66 and those small businesses alive. It's the, And besides that, like when you stop at the Jackrabbit Trading Post, it's meeting the people. Route 66 is just a road. It's the people that make it special. It is. That give it that vibrancy. You mentioned Mary, uh, your wife, having trouble coming here. As a kid, when I first moved here, we not only moved to Kangman, but we moved out in the desert below Ed's camp. And I was a kid from Michigan. I, I was born in North Carolina, but I spent my summers on folks' farms in North Alabama and Tennessee. So moving out here, I, I thought this was the place they warned me about in Sunday school. Oh. It, it, was, <laughs> it was just not a pretty picture at all. And since then... I, I, I go out in the morning where I live. I'm a mile from these beautiful canyons near Kingman. Uh, I'm out there in the mornings. I'm one of the dry roasted nuts. I just can't imagine living any else place but Arizona, New Mexico, and the, the Southwest. 
I, I'm just hopelessly in love with this country and the people. The Southwest, I have to tell you, coming from, you know, being along a, a Great Lake um, and colorful trees and seasons change and everything was a little different to come out here to California. My mother, God bless her, she loved the desert. She just thought this was the most welcoming thing in the world and the beauty that was within it. And I still remember you could hear my eyes roll when she talked about the desert. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I so totally get it now. It was like I come out, I get up in the morning. We're building a house here along the Colorado River that looks at the Black Mountains. We found a piece of property in a beautiful community in Fort Mojave. And the great thing about the, the property that we bought, we get to look at the sunrise over the Black Mountains every day. And we're, the house isn't done yet at the, at the time of this recording. It's not done yet. We can't wait to wake up and have a cup of coffee watching the sunrise over those Black Mountains. That's the beauty of Arizona. And like you said, Route 66 is just a highway. It's the people and places along the way that make it Route 66. You you get up this way sometime in Kangman. I'll take you out and show you some spots here near Kangman. I post them on my Instagram account most Every day. (laughs) I, I go out there at sunrise. Those canyons that I take pictures of there... That's about a mile and a half off Route 66 in downtown Kingman. Not only is it scenic beautiful, and it's paved access, some of the trails are almost wheelchair accessible. In the history, you have Beale Springs, which, uh, well, that there again, Father Garces, Native American trade route, uh, Lieutenant Beale and his Camel Corps, the Mojave Prescott Road, all have remnants there. And in White Cliffs, out here a mile from downtown Kingman, you can follow the ruts war in the rock from the old Stockton Hill wagon road. Talking with Josh Noble, he was sharing with me those little hidden gems that people aren't aware of that are literally off the main road. There's a place to park, there's a, a path to follow, and it's right there in your face, and a lot of people don't even know they existed. I was so impressed to find out what's happening in Kingman. Kingman, my wife and I go, we st- we call it Old Kingman and New Kingman. We primarily hang out in Old Kingman. We like that part of, of the city. We actually enjoy the road getting there. You sure. know, I mean, Bet. Sidewinder Pass, uh, just coming, you know, as you head east out of Oatman. I tell everybody that's an e-ticket ride. I mean, you have to kind of understand this is a windy path road. It's a good road, but it's it's an e-ticket ride. It's a wonderful way to get to Kingman, but you got to invest the time. I mean, sure, you can go sure. from the California border to Kingman, what, in 30 minutes on Interstate 40? If you go, yeah, if you take old Route 66, it take you a couple of hours, but it's beautiful. Oh, well, yeah, it is an absolute, I like this is another story for another day, but that's that's my old stomping ground. My first paid job was for Ed Edgerton up at Ed's camp. And my pa was one of these people who believed in tossing you out of the boat so you learned to swim. Yes. And uh, I learned to drive on that road. Oh, t- <laughs> but, uh, God bless you. You're still here, Jim. Yes. But you know that road, uh, imagine this, with the traffic on that road. Uh, in 1939, the Arizona Highway Department clocked one million vehicles oh. in 1930. In 1939, it, it just that's to me is absolutely mind-boggling. Well, I actually heard a story that people would hire drivers to take them up that road. Well, there's a. Are you familiar with a little book by Jack Rittenhouse called A Guidebook to Highway 66? I am not. It's been reprinted by Real Grande Press, and it was published originally in 1946 by Jack Rittenhouse. It is a, he thought he was going to make some serious money on this. He didn't. But the book now is priceless. It is a mile post by mile post guide to US 66. And he huh. talks about gas station. He talks about events like uh, Dig and Dogie days in Kingman. And, and he lists the motels in each town. He mentions there in Sit Grease Pass, uh, Gold Road, actually, that he said there's a garage that will tow your car over the pass. Uh, but there's, an, there's, a, there's a little story behind this real quick. When you go in through Gold Road by the mine, uh, if you're headed towards Kingman, uh, just as you start making the curves, on the right side of the road, there's a concrete slab with, a, with an old garage hoist sticking out of the ground. That's the garage that offered a towing service. Ah. And the fellow's, the fellow's name was N.R. Dunton. He'd come out there in the 20s and worked in the garage. He eventually bought the property. He also built Cool Springs. Cool Springs, in, yeah. uh, 19, He built that in 1925-26. Well, N.R. Dunton's nephew was Roy Dunton. 
And Roy Dunton uh, was the tow truck driver up until uh, in the late 30s through World War II. N.R. Dunton moved to Kingman and uh, started buying up things here. And he bought the Taylor Owens Ford Agency in 1946, which is now Dutton Motors Dream Machines. Ah. And Roy Dunton and Herb Bidoff bought that from N.R. Dunton. Herb Bidoff was Kingman's first mayor. And Roy Dunton and his son, Scott Dunton, who is the president of the Kingman Associ- Route 66 Association, they bought the Chemo Cafe next door in 1992. They repainted it and cleaned it all up, and they turned it into Mr. D's Route 66 Diner. And that diner, the D is for Dunton. Ah, see, now there's history people are not aware of. My pa always said it's better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. The first couple of podcasts that we've done on Arizona Podcasts have been along Route 66 for a reason. I have a passion. I'm one of those guys. You're talking about the photo, uh, the photos that you post every day on Instagram. I love them. You're saying a decade with Jim and the day you're doing it. I started out as a year with Jim. And it, it surprised the heck out of me. People were found it so interesting uh, that I, I just started this decade with Jim, and I, I, I still have trouble with this. And people find my me to be my life to be interesting because in my mind's eye, <laughs> I'm still Jim Hinckley from some some redneck from you know backwaters of Arizona, but. <laughs> it, uh, it the heck out of me. You can find me on Instagram, my personal site. Uh, my, my, I have a, of course, Arizona podcast is available everywhere with that forward slash Arizona podcast. I have an Instagram as well, uh, Twitter and Facebook with forward slash cowboy lost in AZ. So with that said, I'd like to open the door here for you, please, because we follow each other. How can people find you on social media? Well, I had uh, Jim Hinckley's America on Facebook. I've had problems with Facebook. Yeah. My account's been locked since February. And I have not been able to get resolution. So I started a, just a personal page under James Hinckley, H-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. Uh, my website's the best portal. It's jimhinckleysamerica.com. And from there, I have links to the podcast. My presentation, speaking engagements, all social media links are uh, off the website. That's the best way to find me. And what is the handle at Instagram? I, you know what I'm finding out? Jim Hinckley. So that's it's the forward slash Jim Hinckley on Instagram. And I highly encourage everybody that's listening, please go to Instagram and follow. Because you're going to find a kind of <laughs> these little self-portraits of Jim drinking a cup of coffee in the most spectacular little canyon shots you'll ever see. And then what I did was like, you know, I go by, I click and I like and... and I guess that's what the whole thing is all about. The one thing that I love about your stuff, that's what makes that connection with the people of Route 66 that you were talking about. Again, Route 66 is just a road, but it's the people along the road that make it interesting. So I I look forward to seeing your photo. I like to see that you're out there, you're doing this little self-portrait, and you get to see some of the beautiful locations that you look at every day. You had mentioned the word Disneyland. That's what Arizona is when you live on tourism. So when you see these people come into town from any country, welcome them and make them feel that they're part of the show. If uh, something tells me, Jim, if somebody met you in the street somewhere there in Kingman, you would talk their ear off for an hour and a half if, if they let you. And I would do the same. Well, and I would do the same. It's like, welcome. What can I share with you? What do you want to know? Well, that's the idea. You know, this thing is a gateway. It's a portal. Getting to know the people. And it's not just sharing what we have, but learning from them. I have met the most extraordinary and inspirational people. And I don't just do it here. It's when I'm traveling. I see somebody struggling with a map. I'll stop and talk to them, ask them if I can help. Or I'll hear an accent or, or, you know, something I'll hear and I'll, I'll talk to them. I have met the most amazing people. I I, I, uh, I met some people. Uh, I saw them at Napa, and I was intrigued because they had a quite beautiful Chrysler Airflow in the 30s with a teardrop trailer. And it turns out these dear people were celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. Mm. Just to, when they got married, they had a Chrysler Airflow, and they had traveled from Virginia, picked up Route 66 in St. Louis, and went to California. And now they were living in Florida. And they recreated the trip. They drove to Oklahoma City, and they were headed for California with their Chrysler Airflow 
and their teardrop trailer. Incredible story. I met a World War II veteran a few years ago, and you can fill in the blanks how old the man was. Right. And the short version is he and his wife had made a similar trip after they married in World War II, at the end of World War II, and they had done it with a Harley-Davidson and a sidecar. <laughs> so they started building a Harley-Davidson and a sidecar, planning to celebrate their 70th anniversary. Wow. Uh, she died in the process, and he developed lung cancer. And they took out his lung and part of the other lung to honor his wife and to celebrate the anniversary, even though she wasn't with him. He took his Harley in a sidecar, oh, outfitted goodness. with his oxygen tanks and his oxygen equipment, and he rode Route 66. God bless him. And I thought, what a great story. Yeah, Route 66 can be a bucket list for people. I wish more people would engage in understanding at least what the road is all about and that there are people with passion about it. I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I and I apologize in advance. I know you're going to say it's impossible. What are, let's say, the top five must-sees on Route 66 in the state of Arizona? You know, first, I'd like to clarify, Route 66 is the crossroads of the past and the future. And with a centennial approaching, we have to understand Route 66 was different in 1930 to 1950, and it's different today. Attractions to see here in Arizona. Well, the world's only electric vehicle museum. Right. It's embryonic. It's going to grow. That's here in Kingman, Arizona at the Powerhouse Visitor Center. I would recommend just one mile off Route 66, Beale Springs, or the White Coast Wagon Road Recreation Area. It's one mile off Route 66. Stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Black Mountains. Driving that set grease pass through Oatman and the other side, my gosh, I don't. That's got to be one of the most beautiful drives in, in the state. And then I would add uh, that Chevron Canyon, is uh, the Painted Desert, of course, is nice, but Chevron Canyon, is beautiful. It's it's unknown. It's empty. Uh, that's one that should not should not be missed. Uh, Walnut Canyon, my flagstaff. I would throw that one in, too. Well, I can't wait. Let me tell you, you have already, uh, I've, I've already written notes here of things that, <laughs> it's just going to another, add another day to our trip, I think. Um, the canyon that you spoke of, the bridge that's been rebuilt. Um, again, Mayor Cano uh, from Winslow, she's a wonderful woman, has shared with us some of those beautiful little iconic areas that are north and south of, of the city of Winslow. So we can't wait to see that. And you had mentioned other things. Everything about Arizona is so Route 66 motivated on the northern side, of course. Uh, to the south, there's so much to see as well. But again, oh, yes. I, I have to say that they, I'm, I will probably be you before too long, where I'm going to say that there's so much to see in Arizona, I probably won't live long enough to see all of it. But there's, no. but the things that I have seen, I just want to share with everybody. It's one of those things where you sit by, and some people are going, yeah, yeah, whatever. My passion goes through the roof. Mary is is an awesome support system. I, I tell everybody, she's the best co-pilot I can have. She is so motivated when I'm in that environment. Especially, you get me near Route 66, and and I'm I'm a nine year old boy again. There are. Little things that I want to learn, and I can't. And you had brought up the centennial just a moment ago. They're expecting millions of people in that one year to travel Route 66, the old road, not 40, none of the craziness. I mean, actually traveling Route 66. I hope most of the roads are available. I know that we have the longest stretch out of the entire Route 66 system that you can take, and I hope more and more people. Uh, join us on the road and support the local businesses that are there. The Centennial, I've been, I say, Arizona and New Mexico both. The state, just the entire states are just uh, amazing. I, I, I just, uh, I, I get choked up and have trouble even finding words to describe the things that are here. Route 66, the Centennial, uh, I am hoping that people use this as an opportunity to, to rediscover the, the love affair for the American road trip. And that they rediscover or discover what really makes this country special. And it's the people. It is. And uh, take the time to visit with people. Plan, add a, you know, Just sit in a coffee shop and, and eavesdrop. Be a fly on the wall. 
just listen. Just take time to absorb things. Uh, slow the pace down. I have an interesting thing on the on on the website, which will become, I'm hoping, an episode that I can do. Now, I'm not I'm not an influencer by any means. I I learned that word from my daughter when it deals with social media. But one of the things I'm trying to do is find the best chicken fried steak and eggs breakfast on Route 66. And people have been very kind to share with me some of the little cafes and diners and, and restaurants that I must go to uh, and, and sample uh, the food and, and see what I can do. And that's exactly what I have done is to listen to the people in the cafe, talk to the waitress that serves me, the guy sitting at the counter by himself. It's listening to the people, telling you the stories of, and they, each one of those people are so proud of the town they live in. You don't get that. You don't get that in the big cities. My wife and I have a general rule of thumb when we travel. No offense towards chain restaurants, but we will, we try to avoid those. Right. Do local. Fact, One of the books that I wanted to share, um, if you can, if it's still available, was a book you titled um, "100 Things to Do on Route 66 Before You Die." Out of that book, from the stretch, not just Arizona, but from Chicago to L.A. What are the top things to do? And the top three. I haven't read the book, so I'm going to be like one of the listeners. I'm not aware of it. What would you suggest? Cuba, Missouri. Let's just let's just take that one for now. The Wagon Wheel Motel, Connie, is a, is a real delight. That's the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66. And uh, Connie, as a retirement project, took on this motel that was a literal crack house and falling down. She transformed it into an absolute time capsule with a thin veneer of the modern amenities the traveler expects. And it is it it's encapsulates the Route 66 experience. And Cuba's a delight in itself. But uh, I would highly recommend the Wagon Wheel Motel. Uh, Tucumcari, I don't even know where to go with that one. There's so much in Tucumcari that is Route 66, the Roadrunner Lodge, the Blue Swallow. Stuckies. Stuckies <laughs> is coming back. Yes. Uh, the granddaughter of Stuckies is uh, making a return. But uh, here's one for, for you on uh, top attractions, and I know I kind of went sideways on you, but Mesa Lands Community College Dinosaur Museum in Tucumcari. Hmm. I would put that in my three list. It is a Smithsonian quality paleontology museum. It's, it's just astounding. And here it is in Tucumcari, New Mexico. As far as the top three restaurants, I would have to say uh, the Elkhart in Elkhart, Illinois, the Wild Hair Cafe, and then uh, the Litchfield, Ca uh, Illinois, the Ariston Cafe, and then uh, Clanton's Cafe in Veneta, Oklahoma are three that I would, oh gosh, you just got to do it. You are like this walking dictionary and uh, how-to and where-to-go guide. Well, this may surprise you, but you know when I say that I, I've had people tell me I'm a walking encyclopedia. Yeah, it's a delight to speak with you, and, and you've Thank been you. listening to me ramble on about my experience of Route 66, and I've had the honor to listen to your stories. Do you currently have a bucket list of things to do that you really want to do on Route 66 that you haven't done yet? Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, my bucket list of top 10 things to do in Route 66 is now somewhere up around 1,200 items. <laughs> uh, I find things all the time. I, I recently spoke at the uh, uh, Missouri History Museum in Forest Park, St. Louis, and I, I discovered the Del Mar Loop District, which is two blocks off the original alignment of Route 66, which went through Forest Park. What an extraordinary area. Uh, and I, had, I, I, was, I, was, I knew of it. But I had never been there. I, I was unfamiliar. Part of my problem with St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Los Angeles, I have trouble with any town that has more than three stoplights. <laughs> I, I just, I just, so the big cities bothered. If you even there, you take the time. But we mentioned L.A. If you go down to the original western terminus of Los Angeles, Seventh and Broadway, in the old theater district, take a look at Grand Central Market. It is a massive food court that opened over a hundred years ago. Any kind of food, drink, anything you can imagine, produce is in this place. And the bonus, a hundred years of neon signage. This place is the original. It has been there literally for over a hundred years. Ah, and it, it de sounds like a definite must-see. So as far as my list of attraction things i got to do yet, boy, it is lengthy because new things open. Uh, Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. Uh, it's a new attraction on Route 66. Bizarre. I went there a couple of years ago, but uh, there's new things opening. 
places being restored, new motels. So the list constantly grows of things to see and do. I lived in in a small town called Rialto, California, which is just kind of a suburb of, it can be one or the other of San Bernardino or Ontario. Sure. Lived right sure. off lived right off Foothill Boulevard. I drove by the Wigwam Motel every day on my way to work. And a lot of people don't realize, you had just mentioned, don't buy my book on Amazon. It's available. Please buy it from a local retailer and keep them going. That's what I also say. If you're going to do a road trip on Route 66, you can do, I imagine, every big city that you're going to pull through. I mean, right there, the Wigwam Motel on Foothill Boulevard. Going to give them as many plugs as I can. I haven't seen that place in over 20 years. I know it's still there. But take the time to stop at the local motels along Route 66 rather than, you know, the Marriott's or the Hilton's. Make that experience happen. People don't realize that's part of the magic of traveling Route 66. You know, uh, one of the problems that the owners of the Blue Swallow Motel had a few years ago, and the Blue Swallow is really an iconic gym from 1939, and it has been lovingly restored. It's beautiful. And with the modern amenities, air conditioning, things of that nature. But they've had a little bit of a problem with some of the reviews being negative because people hear all these wonderful things and they've got in their mind the Holiday Inn, the yeah. Hilton, Marriott, and they check in and it's a 1939 motel. Right. If, if you have to have the Hilton, all these amenities, you're not going to enjoy these little mom and pops. But if you take the time and you really immerse yourself in the Route 66 experience, right. it doesn't end when the sun goes down. Right. If you stop at the Blue Swallow and you sit out in the courtyard at night or the wagon wheel, you'll be out there making s'mores with a gentleman from Scotland. Right. You'll be talking to somebody celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. Uh, you'll, you'll meet all of these fascinating people. And it becomes a family. That's the you have the essence of Route 66, and it doesn't end when the sun goes down if you stay at these places. Whether you use the term "roughing it," so be it. I mean, you'll be lucky to find Wi-Fi in some of these places. And again, you had mentioned some of them have the amenities of air conditioning, but it's not going to be the one where you go up and push a little digital button. It's going to be the one in the window. These are the things that you really need to experience of old Route 66 is that you need to embrace all of it. Go see it. I mean, I share this with people all the time, and they give me this look. They do that German Shepherd cockeyed head turn, like, what the hell are you talking about? How many times have people taken old Route 66 just outside of Victorville and then rejoin the freeway in Barstow? And you go by and you see the... where uh, you, Elmer. Yeah, Elmer with the trees, the glass bottle yeah. trees. The Route 66 embedded into the pavement. But how, just do it. There's, there's so, Those little side rows will amaze you. And then just get off the freeway and experience a little bit of history. The beauty of the modern era is, you to, to borrow something from Marie Antoinette there, you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. If you're in a hurry and you just want to go coast to coast and see absolutely nothing, Jump on the interstate. You can get there faster. But if you want to rediscover, if you will, what makes life worth living, uh, the essence of, of just life, enjoying it, uh, take roads like Route 66, US 6, these, ba- these old two-lane highways. It's not as like it was when we were traveling. Right. There's now the standards have changed. Things are different. I mentioned the Roadrunner Lodge and the Wagon Wheel Motel. These motels are surgically clean. They're right. spotless. And the, the owners have such pride in their properties. But it's not going to be the Hilton or the Holiday Inn Express. It just, you can't do that with a 1939 property. It's impossible. Well, I have to, again, I've, I've been trying to segue a way to release you. I could probably talk to you for another five hours. It's just, you have so much knowledge and so much information. Uh, I am going to make it a point. I'm going to take old Sidewinder out of Oatman. I'm going to pull into Kingman, and I'm going to time it on a day that you and I can share a cup of coffee somewhere on the road. We'll bring Mary along as well, and and just I, I'd love to be able to shake your hand and and share a few more hours with you, Josh. Uh, again, Josh Noble out of Kingman was has been very kind, and we can't wait now. There's so I don't know how many times I've been to Kingman. 
he has shared with me so much. I probably have two or three more days of fun just on the ideas that he shared with me. Uh, you talked about that, seeing the wagon wheels embedded into the rock. Uh, there's just, I didn't know that existed, and it's right around the corner. You and Mary come up and visit, and uh, I'll give you the nickel tour. We'll go out to Beale Springs and then uh, the wagon road, and uh, I'll show you around downtown. Every every community, not just on Route 66, Pierce, Arizona, Tombstone, Bisbee, all these places have rich and colorful history and people. But Kingman is one of those places that everybody has stopped here on their way to someplace else. Right. Even the song about Get Your Kicks on Route 66 mentions Kingman yep. as they're on their way to someplace else. But this is an extraordinary town that, that is, I mentioned Louis Chevrolet before, but we have a Hollywood history going back major motion pictures filmed here since 1918 the andy divine boulevard named after the tv star and movie star we have an aeronautical history that's astounding charles Lindbergh, Lindbergh Amelia yes. Earhart. we've got arizona history frontier history here just astounding the last major gold rush in arizona all kinds of celebrities louis lamore started mm -hmm. his boxing career here in kingman clark gable carol lombard married here in kingman Movies all the way up to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Scenes were filmed here. And the, the history is just deep and rich here in Kingman. And, and there's a lot of people, you had mentioned movies and things. You touched on it for just a second earlier in the broadcast, uh, talking about uh, rodeos. I'm, I'm a big pro rodeo uh, bull riding uh, fan. That's the old cowboy in me. And, uh, you know, I'm the first one to scream cowboy up. Uh, it's one of those things where Cody being from there, there's there's a history of rodeo in Kingman. And then to yes. speak with the, the former mayor, uh, Jen Miles, she had mentioned all the firsts that Kingman have. You, you had mentioned the airport, uh, Charles Lindbergh. It's become a hub for trucks. It's become a hub for uh, railway. Everything kind of centers around Kingman. And then you also mentioned the fact that it's mentioned in the song. Well, you mentioned you know, a couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, here's a little teaser for you. Kingman is situated on a trail system and a road system and a railroad system. We have an easy-to-trace 1,000-plus years history as a transportation corridor center. Rodeo. Years ago, my John Wayne period, I never outgrew. Uh, rodeo seemed like a good idea. I was a saddle bronc rider. Oh, you and, and Chris Ledoux. Uh, I, uh, Chris Ledoux. I had uh, bull riding. I always thought that was God's way of eliminating crazy people. But uh, <laughs> Don't let the PBR uh, hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, Kingman, we have a thousand plus years of history right here as a transportation corridor. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's so, again, so much more for me to see and do in Kingman. I can't wait. I'm, every time I look at the, the calendar, do I, have a, do I have enough time to go out today and see something? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to coordinate, because uh, I still owe a handshake to Josh. Uh, I'm going to find a way for us to do that. Now, you told me when we were trying to schedule our interview that um, you get up at four in the morning. You're, you're an, old, uh, an old work hand, so that's, that's when your day starts. I'm going to find some way uh, to, to make it out to Kingman at sunrise and have that cup of coffee, if you wouldn't mind. I know that's kind of your, probably your, your quiet time is to sit out there in those canyons, but uh, I'd like to hear some storytelling as the sun rises. You come up and join me. We do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Okay, so there you have it, everybody. This, this man knows pretty much everything you'll need to know about Route 66. His books are available. Like he said, yeah, they're available on his website and they're available on Amazon. But if you're going to travel Route 66, pick up your books at one of the local merchants. And then you can find him at uh, jimhinkleysamerica.com. And that will lead you to his social media pages that you'll find. Again, if you're not familiar with Jim, learn more about him. Because by learning more about him, you're going to learn more about Route 66. And what I love about it, again, I'm a big fan of your Instagram page. That's that daily photo every day, a decade with Jim. Uh, I'll keep following. I'm going to keep clicking like. I have to tell you, again, for me, I could talk hours about Route 66 with you. I'm hoping that our listeners got to learn a few things uh, about the Mother Road. But I'm telling you, 2026, that's a bucket list thing for me. I cannot wait to get out on the road 
do some live podcasts around the way, and I hope that you'll be able to join us on the road. Well, it sounds good. I am. Uh, I'm. I've got plans to do. Uh, I'm always, every year. I try to take a fall tour, uh, refresh my memory, meet new people, and uh, gather information. And I'll be doing that, of course, this year. One of my projects, I based it. Uh, I blame it, I should say, on COVID-induced fever. But I bought a 51 Chevy panel truck that I am building. Nice. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it into a rolling Route 66 information station. With uh, It'll be a studio for our programs, a bookstore. But it'll also be filled with visitors' guides and rack cards. And anything I can do when I meet people on the road, to, well, to tell them where to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't mind being told where to go. Uh, you know what? It, it just reminded me when you had brought that up. Uh, JimHinkley'sAmerica.com. They they can find the, your podcast there as well, or do you have another yeah, address have for links, that? I have links to both podcasts there, as well as the YouTube channel. Everything I'm doing is there. Let alone, I thought you had one podcast. Now you have two and and the YouTube. Well, you know, I started, uh, uh, started working with Stan Husted earlier. Uh, my other passion, of course, is automotive. They tie together. Okay. Like I mentioned Ed's Ford several times. I do the Sunday morning podcast, Coffee with Jim. That's travel. It's, that's uh, a live interactive program that is then archived. And we just talk about travel, Arizona, anywhere, uh, different uh, subjects. The other one I started in late July was Car Talk from the Main Street of America. And we talk about the American auto industry and inspirational people. That, that have contributed to this and there's a little bit of travel mixed in we talk about car museums things of that nature but it's the inspirational people like the blind fella who invented cruise control mm. jimhinkleysamerica.com is where you get leads to social media podcasts uh, video cast jim thank you so much for joining me on on the arizona podcast and i cannot wait to shake hands and share a cup of coffee sounds good sir thank you program terminated thank you for listening to the arizona podcast for more information on our podcasts the people places events or the sponsors heard visit arizonapodcast.com available for download everywhere